episode of Outside the Rack is brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of the Gym Aware. In today's world of strength and conditioning, data collections become the utmost of importance, and that's exactly where Gym Aware separates itself from the competition. Because when we're sitting there and looking to collect data, what data are you actually collecting? And are the numbers you're looking at fitting into the exercises that you're utilizing? And even more so, are they going to answer the questions that you're looking for? Looking at different ways that you are moving the barbell through peak and mean, both velocity and power, is really what separates gym aware from the competition. Being able to understand what your ballistic exercises are doing separate to what your strength exercises are doing really allows you to program at a much more specific level for your athletes. So hop on over to kinetic.com.au to see what Evan and his team have in store for you today. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some fantastic practitioners that are always searching for more. But more what? What are strength and conditioning coaches searching for to better their ability to prepare their athletes? Well, what about cutting edge information or a place where you can find different opinions from forward thinking coaches on what you're doing, how you're doing, and try to get feedback to be better for your athletes? Or what about a place where you'll find like-minded coaches that can provide solid coaching advice and career development for you as you progress through your career as a strength and conditioning professional? Well, this is exactly why we built the Strength Coach Network. You'll have access to exclusive monthly content on top of the sensationally active forum that we have where you can communicate with coaches all over the world to find those answers that you're looking for to help you be a better practitioner for your athletes. So make sure you hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash cvasps, and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 28th episode of Outside the Rack, brought to you by Kinetic Performance, the makers of Gym Aware. In this show, we're just trying to dive a little deeper into some of the minds of the top practitioners in the world of sport performance so we can learn a little bit more about who they actually are and how they got to where they are today. Today, we are joined by the Director of Olympic Sports Strength and Conditioning at Mississippi State University, Stephanie Mock. Stephanie, thanks for being with us. No, Jay, thanks for having me on. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it's always great to chop it up and, and catch up and, and talk shop and learning and, and all of those things. But before we get too far into this, who is Stephanie Mock? Oh, man. This is a very loaded question. No, I'm just kidding. Um, who is Stephanie Mock? Well, for any of my interns, graduate assistants, anybody I've worked with throughout my career, one thing they know about me is I do love coffee. Um, love Starbucks, drinking it literally right now. But another piece I think that's really important for people to understand just who I am, and this is something that I have my staff always share um, when they come into the program, it's just like, what's your why? Uh, my why of getting into strength and conditioning is just getting comfortable being uncomfortable um, and really challenging myself in the field of strength and conditioning. There's so many um, different places that you can dive in for information and always challenging yourself, whether it's listening to podcasts such as this um, and just free knowledge out there. So just getting comfortable being uncomfortable and putting yourself out there and a little about me and just how I've gotten to where I'm at today is I started out at West Virginia University uh, as an unpaid intern uh, under the head football strength coach there. Um, and then also I worked with Olympic sports. And then from there, I went to University of Pittsburgh and I was an unpaid intern. Um, after that, I went to Clemson University to be an unpaid intern. 
um, a graduate assistant, an assistant, and an assistant director. So I did spend five years there under Rick Franzblau. Um, and then I took the step to being the director of Olympic sports here at Mississippi State. So that's my career in a nutshell. Yeah, dude, I think that someone who is comfortable being uncomfortable is a very good way to describe you. <laughs> yes. You know, especially when it comes to, you know, and, and this isn't just you. This is how you handle, you know, everyone that you've gotten to work with. And now the, the coaches that you get to mentor when it comes to pushing people to get outside of their comfort zone when it comes to every aspect of coaching and learning and moving forward. So I think that that's actually like, that's a pretty awesome description. Yeah, no, I think it's always extremely important, especially now in the seat that I sit as the director is getting an understanding of all of my staff of what's their why. And actually part of our interview process for our graduate assistant and paid interns is they have to do, since we can't bring them on site for an interview, they do a, a presentation for us along with, of course, sending their resume and cover letter of, What's their why? Why do they get into strength and conditioning? And it shows us uh, what they're about, along with, from a professional standpoint, just their ability to present to a group of people. Um, so I think that's extremely important for me to understand and realize if they're the right fit for my program here at Mississippi State. So, No, I dig it. And I, I think that that presentation idea is, is one that's starting to kind of, not just when it comes to like interviewing, but also like people coming in. Um, just to hang out and learn is something that I, I've heard people doing more and more of. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. I like that a lot. No, for sure. I think there's just uh, so many ways to really investigate and be intelligent of, I want to bring the right people into my program and them understand that it's not only a right fit for myself, but the right fit for them too, you know, cause it goes both ways. And that's just one way to dive a little bit deeper into understanding who they are. And then even if for some reason they aren't a right fit here and I, am, I can think of a professional in the field that they'd be a better fit for, like I'd be more than willing if, if they work hard and are trustworthy to make that phone call to be like, Hey, so-and-so, I know that um, you're looking for a graduate assistant. I just interviewed somebody that may not be the right fit for me right now, but they could be the right fit for you and just hiring people around me that like, I don't need to hire five of the same people um, or five Stephanie mocks, right? I need to kind of balance my staff in a sense of if I'm extremely extroverted, um, finding people that complement me well within the program. So we're well-rounded. Yeah, no, I dig that. That's pretty, that's pretty great. So now let's, let's get to number one. And this one I'm actually really excited about here. <laughs> if you wouldn't mind describing a learning situation that brought about an epiphany in your career. Yeah, no, I definitely I have a couple, but I'm going to go back to my first internship at West Virginia University and um, working under Mike Joseph with football. And uh, they haven't had or they hadn't had too many females that intern in strength and conditioning there with football. And I think I was just extremely grateful to get that opportunity. And they're a, a strong group of men there that you definitely earn everything. Um, and of course, I was a student athlete. I played volleyball at WVU. And making that jump from being a student athlete to being a coach at the same university is definitely a difficult jump within the same place. And and they wanted to make sure that SNC was definitely what I want to do. So I actually started interning in the summer and then into the fall. 
um, they told me that I needed to earn the right to get on the floor and coach and show them that I really want to be a strength coach. And of course, I got to go through all the the mentoring and the, the staff meetings and the presentation. So throughout the whole entire fall, um, I literally just cleaned the weight room. Uh, I helped out with all the facility management. I never got to coach just because they told me, hey, when we feel like you're ready, we're going to put you in that situation. So throughout the whole entire fall, I cleaned, went to the staff meetings, did presentations. And then once we got to the spring, they gave me their green light that I was going to be allowed to coach on the floor and help out with groups. And I really think that that changed my career in a sense of um, just having such appreciation for having the chance to coach on the floor. And um, one of my other core values for myself is deserve nothing, earn everything. The fact that they had me earn it just makes me so thankful that I get the ability to coach every day on the floor now. And they taught me that so early in my career, which I'm really, really grateful for from that group. So um, that's just one, I'd say early in my career. And then kind of to fast forward to so later in my career now, uh, when I went from Clemson, I was there for five years, to making the jump to come here to Mississippi State um, as the director, I think, oh man, talk about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And I'm someone that uh, I love getting my foot, my feet put to the fire in a sense of being challenged at a high level. And I knew um, talking with my mentor, Rick Francois at Clemson, he said, I was like, do you think I'm ready for this position? You know, because he had been building me up. And I told him since my first day when I got to Clemson, that I want to be a director. And and now I have this opportunity. He said, yes. So I took it. And anytime you go to a new place, and of course, you're over the department. Wow, what a jump. And as soon as I got here, they had me do a SWOT analysis of what I thought of the two Olympic weight rooms here, of what my vision was for the program. And I had to do all these presentations, like the SWOT analysis, and then also my five-year plan, staffing, um, and what I wanted to renovate or redo in the weight room all within like two weeks. So talk about hair on fire and just that, drinking a lot of coffee to say the least. Um, but uh, it was definitely a learning experience in a sense of um, I got to renovate and redo the whole entire weight room. So understanding that um, what all goes into that and like whether it's getting quotes um trying to figure out what's the best layout for the weight room in a sense of athletes coming in and out. And of course, being an Olympic sports, you don't just have one team training at this facility, you have eight or nine. So understanding the flow of what you want. Um, and I think just being able to do that was such a learning experience and ordering all the equipment. And one thing I'd kind of tell myself going back to it at the beginning is like, you have to expect things to go wrong. And whether it's little things, big things, and just staying calm throughout the process and uh, knowing that things will get fixed at some point, but kind of just going into it, just understanding that not everything's going to be perfect and you have to be able to adapt at a high level. So that's kind of one, one learning experience really early in my career of cleaning every day and really just earning that opportunity to coach. I kind of go back to like, I think about now as a director, um, the all blacks with like sweeping the sheds, you know, like cleaning back then. And I think I still, it's important for me as a director to get out there and clean now, um, and get them to understand I've been there before, you know, and this is just part of it and you need to execute it and do the small things extremely well. Um, and then also just the opportunity that I had coming here as a director to, to renovate the whole entire space and make it my own. And not only me, but I leaned on my staff for feedback, um, and thoughts and kept them, um, in the process so they could learn what goes into it and then if they go and take a director spot somewhere else like they've had the experience and they're and they're ready to go because it's my job to prepare people as they go out to the next step 
No doubt. And that can definitely be trying at times when you're trying to build a facility because I know firsthand right now that sometimes getting more people involved in the situation may be uh, slightly delaying to some of the processes. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think it was just crazy because I came here one as a new staff member to Mississippi State. So like day one getting in here, I was just trying to figure out where all my keys went to all these doors to like two weeks later, um, figuring out what's my plan of attack for the whole entire department. Um, it definitely makes you, the humility is key of like, wow, I'm really excited for this opportunity and and they want to see what I bring to the table. And then just having the support from the university of, I laid out my vision of centralization and getting everybody into one space and adding that sports science component. Also, um, they, they believed in my vision and my presentation that I put together and adding staff. And I, I'm really thankful for my opportunity here. And now it's like, like I was talking about earlier, just surrounding myself with the right people, like-minded people that want to keep pushing this program forward and be elite. So Yeah, and I I did that because, you know, when you're looking at all of that and how that whole process has to build, hitting the ground running at times is going to be better so that you don't have that time to sit there and think about being overwhelmed. You just have to get into it and get into the fire. Oh, for sure. And I was lucky that Mississippi State allowed me to bring along. I'm an assistant. Like, I got to hire an assistant right off the bat and – I called actually one of our old interns from Clemson, Aaron Duval. He was at Texas with Travis Fuentes as a, a sports science like fellow position. And I called him and I was like, hey, Aaron, what are, what are your thoughts on coming with me to Mississippi State? And I, I fair warned him of like, hey, it's going to be a lot of work when we get there. Um, that first year is going to be a grind because we're literally building this program from the ground up, whether it's actually like the facility piece the staffing piece and getting people to understand the culture that we want to build um, just with the centralization and getting the staff involved with all of the teams. I think it's so important for the interns, the graduate assistants to not only have like, of course, helping with two teams, but I want them involved with all of the teams so they can understand energy system development, common injuries for all the sports, uh, all the above to prepare them for their next step of, you don't know what teams are going to have at their next school. And it's our job to prepare them for that. So just telling him like, Hey, this is what the expectation is going to be. Are you ready to go? And luckily he was all about it. He was extremely excited. He came with me and having kind of like that number two person to help out, um, whether it's putting the presentations together and bouncing ideas off of them. Like I'm extremely grateful for, for him coming here with me along with like our interns that were here in graduate assistants. Like I leaned on them for helping call different companies for quotes. Cause I had to get all this information together within a small spurt of time. So I was extremely thankful for, I couldn't do it on my own. I leaned on my staff a lot with um, whether it's like even paint colors for the racks from Sorenex, um, what they thought and getting feedback and keeping them heavily involved. So they get that experience and that opportunity um, now in case it happens later on. So. Oh, dude, I, I love it. I love it. And you know, I think that this is a great lead in and it, you know, because The next question is one that, as an extremely inquisitive person, I'm excited to hear your answer to. And as someone who is pushing people to be better and to help not just them be better, but to help herself be a better coach, if there was one question that Stephanie could ask, and she knows that she's going to get the answer to it, what would that be and why? 
Oh, man. It definitely has to be, what is the future of social media? Just because it's having such a heavy influence on society and just our younger population coming up, I'd just be extremely interested to see what the future of it holds, more or less, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, all of the above. So that's that's for sure my question that I would love to have an answer to. That's awesome. That's really I. So let's dig into that. How much yes. more now? Because you guys do share a ton. You mm-hmm. all, you know, post a lot of things up, whether it be about your staff or where you're at or things like that. What are some things that when you when you're looking at that, do you think we overall this entire vocation that we're part of can be better at with this? Yeah, I think. Like the main reason we use our Hill State Strength page on Instagram is literally just for recruiting interns to come into our program, um, just because we are in the state of Mississippi. So we're kind of out there uh, in the U.S. and just kind of getting them to understand what our program is and the culture of what we aim to create here to try to pull in more people and get them to be a part. Um, So I think social media can be used in an extremely positive light, but I think giving more guidance to the young people coming up of what to post and not to post, Um, especially with like our student athletes. Uh, We brought in a professional at the beginning of the year, not we, our um, administration of getting them to understand, like even at harm's way of if you're tagging where you're at all the time, like that can be dangerous too. So I think like social media can be used in such a positive light of putting out there what you're doing and sharing information and getting in contact with really intelligent people um, and professionals in the field. But uh, um, I'm just curious of like, even with our student athletes, like popularity levels, like I remember when I was a student athlete at West Virginia and social media wasn't really that all that exciting, right? In like 2009 um, to now some of our student athletes having like 57,000 followers or 100,000 followers. And it's like, how how is that influencing them as a person um, with getting all this attention? And how can we help handle that situation? So whether it's them getting a big head um, and, and just changing their personality or attitude and keeping them humble to a certain degree too, because everything they post, they're getting all these likes and getting this affirmation. But on the opposite end of things, they can also, if they don't play well, um, it can pull them down in a negative light. And then getting the sports psychologist involved and things like that. So I think it's definitely um, social media is such a, it can be such a great thing, but also uh, it's a double-edged sword. So I think there's a lot to be said or heard about where it's going to be in 10 years, especially from like even a marketing standpoint, getting your stuff out there. And that's where you hear about great podcasts such as this. And uh, I think just sharing, there's so many positive lights, whether it's free knowledge or podcasts or articles and and people are sharing great things and finding the pages to follow. But um, just like anything, there's a good and a bad. I love it. That's that's pretty awesome because it is something that whether us old people like to believe it or not, it is real life. And it is how people see things and how they almost deem their social status now to a certain extent, right? And I think yeah. that that's that's pretty rad. I'm yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down with that. I like that a lot. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a huge piece of what we're seeing with the the younger generation coming up and kind of even like that's how we figured out a lot of our grounds year for our freshman training, like all of the progressions. We ended up just posting on our Instagram page and like 
tagging our handle whenever we send out the workout plans because we know they're already all already on Instagram. So like, why not put it in a place where they're already logging into all the time? Um, rather than like, I remember back in the day, we sent out like at Clemson, these DVDs with all the exercises um, and they would watch it and then go do their freshman program. I'm like, oh my gosh, how things have evolved. And now we can just throw it on Instagram and then they, they just log in and they see all the exercises and execute and there we go. Yep, meet them where they're at. For sure, hands down. But listen, I mean, Steph, you're running a department, you're building weight rooms, building a staff, educating a staff, driving the whole field forward. At some point, the Starbucks needs a break and Stephanie <laughs> needs to come back to neutral. So what do you do as your escape? My escape, so growing up, uh, my family for vacations, we never like went to the beach. We always went to like parks and went hiking or mountain biking. So I definitely have to deem my escape as just getting out and finding some type of trail um, to go hiking on, whether it was when I was in Clemson or here at Mississippi State, kind of getting out just in the wilderness, because that's just something that I knew with my family growing up is something that we did together. And I I feel like it's definitely a point of relaxation of getting out there in the fresh air and getting some exercise because I'm a strength coach. I do like to exercise. Um, and then usually I like lose cell phone service, which can be nice, you know, untap from the phone and, and get out there and exercise and just enjoy some fresh air. So I definitely say hiking um, in that regard. And then also, you know, I'm a female. I like to shop. So I, I can't say I don't enjoy shopping. So I definitely say that's another piece. Um, that's my female side, but I like to shop because why not? But definitely hiking because it's exercise. I love to exercise. Love it. Love it. And a little retail therapy never hurt anybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, listen, Steph, I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today. And, you know, everything that you're doing down there in Mississippi to not just build the people that are, you know, getting the opportunity to work under you, but everything you're sharing and doing to push everybody else forward. It, it's truly appreciated. And I, I can't thank you enough for your time. No, thank you, Jay. And, you know, I can't push this thing along riding solo. I got to have my staff. So I'm just extremely thankful for them and, and thankful for you for having me on. Well, it's always great to catch up and uh, I'm glad we could do this second interview as well. It's always great to catch up and uh, look forward to talking with you again soon. All right. Sounds great, Jay. Have a great day. You too. Cheers.